I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Joe DeWitt, and this is the Land Academy Show. This is episode number 1974, and today we are talking about researching Land Academy prior to joining. And, and then consequent, and go ahead. When to add, when's it appropriate to add money or maybe take away money from your offer price? These are two fun topics, actually. Fun. <laughs> they are. I think that, That's, you know, yeah. I think researching something before you spend some dough on it. Is important. Thank you. It is important. <laughs> I also think that uh, taking away and adding money is crazy simple as it sounds from your offer price or when you're uh, selling the property. Is, it's imperative to su success. Mm -hmm. So it sounds simple, but both these things sound super simple, but they're crazy important. Mm -hmm. That's what I said. <laughs> Each week on the show, we answer questions from our Land Academy member uh, Discord forum. We review land acquisitions from our weekly member webinars, and we take a deep dive into two land-related topics. Uh, by request. If you want a sneak peek of our Discord forum, go to landacademy.com. It's free. Cool. All right. And don't forget, if you need some help or you're interested, questions, whatever it is, just send a note to my team via support at landacademy.com. Let's take a question. All right. Greg wrote, I have a place under contract to buy about how to close on it. I sent I have a place under... Here, how about... I'm going to read it. I'm okay. confused with already with this first sentence. I've got a place under contract to buy, and I'm about oh, to close it. on it. There I sent go. out uh, the photographer to get some photos, and right, uh, the, right away, right through the neighbor's place, the photographer gave uh, a neighbor my contact information. He's got to drive through the guy's driveway. The neighbor's not happy about it. The photographer's probably not happy about it. Don't talk to me. Don't kill the messenger. Call this guy. Call it. The, Call Greg. And so he did. Now he wants to buy it. The neighbor wants to buy it. He's not real interested uh, in having people drive through his driveway and it's in a survey. So there's no, he's not debating whether or not there's right away, which usually happens. Mm-hmm. His price isn't as much as I'd like to get, but it's still a moneymaker uh, and it could make a real, uh, could make a real long-term pain without the right away. He suggested a double close. He suggested a double close on it. And we are going for that. I'm excited to see what happens. Everybody wins. Yeah, I would not double close on this. Well, if it's already out there and disclosed and everything's fine with it, then yeah. Why would you double close? He suggested a double close? Yeah. Don't rock does the boat he, right now. Does he know the owner? Is he going to go around you on the deal and go talk to the seller and say, you know what? How about I just buy it and cut you out? I'm assuming we're past that. We're down the road. There's contract sign, I mean, and and it's going to be okay. So let's take a couple steps back. Selling property to neighbors is the greatest thing ever. Sure. You buy a piece of property, and the key word here is buy. You buy it, you own it, and then you talk to the neighbors and say, hey, I'm going to about to market this. You know, this is what we call neighbor letters in our group. I'm about to market this property. I'd rather have you guys buy it. In fact, I'm going to reduce the rate. The, my, you know, for sale price rate is going to be X, but I'll sell it to you for Y. Because I'm not Jill bringing in this. an agent. Jill does this all the I time. I haven't even got that far. I haven't even marketed it. I haven't even brought in an agent. There's no commission, so we're both going to win here. So I'm all for that. Double closing um, with a real compliant neighbor. I just don't know why you would do that. I'm good with it. 
if he suggested it and he's like, hey, let's just go ahead and all, and we'll just make it all one big tra- happy transaction, then I'm fine with that. The double close for those of you who don't know is I secure a contract with the seller for $50,000 and I'm just making up the numbers, but let's use this as an example. So I've got it in escrow and I'm ready to buy it for 50 grand because I think it's worth 100. The neighbor comes in and says, I'll pay 70. I'm, I would buy it for $50,000 and then resell it for 70. If that is what you mean by double close and not wholesale, not front the money, then I'm all for it. Uh, but actually wholesaling it and just, you know, never putting up the money, I'm not sure I would do that. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm so okay usually with you're it. a wholesaler, you're, you're well, really not a wholesaler advocate. He's ever. all the way down the path and he's, you know, it's like he said, I'm ready to close, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, the, the photographer's going out there. So if, you know, everybody's up front on it and they know what's going on, like, well, like, come on, when you buy a car from Barrett Jackson, you know, Barrett Jackson's getting a commission. They're getting a piece of the action. All you care about is the car. Okay. So this buyer, the next door neighbor, all he cares about is let's just get this out of my, you know, done and I own it. I'm happy with 70. It's fine. And you get your, your this guy's going to probably net 17, 18 grand off his trouble and the deal you know, on the escrow fees and all that good stuff. And everybody walks away happy because it's really worth a hundred and the guy and it's done. I am shocked. I'm okay with that. That you're okay with this. I am okay with I, this. I would buy it. It's going to cost you like $800 more in escrow fees to make sure you own it. Anyway. We're going to agree of, to you know disagree what, today. You know, the real, the issue is this is a great, the, the photographer came back and created the deal for you. Yeah. So this normally doesn't go this smoothly. And I don't know. That's just why I just have a good vibe here. Is that what I try to do like this? No, I don't try to yeah. do deals like these. No. There's it's a lot of ways to slice. happened. A lot of ways to slice these deals. And yeah, this is a good example of, you know, this could have been a negative situation. You know, a lot of times it's like, you're not driving. No one's going to drive through my, use my driveway. Right. But you're making it work for you, making it pro- a profitable situation for you. So good. Yeah. Today's first topic is called researching Land Academy prior to joining. I don't know about your personality, but I research everything. That's just what I do. And I'm learning as I get older that that's not what the real world is like. I, I'm you not sure. So? No, I don't think. Oh. I think there's a lot of impulsive decision making and. Um, I think there's decision, impulsive decision making, and I also think there's decision making based on how much available cash you have, and those are two two pretty dangerous things in my opinion. I think that you should do, especially for something like as important as finding a new career or adding another stream of income to your household, which is both of those things. Land Land Academy can be both of those things pretty effectively. Mm -hmm. So no, I, I would research, you know who you're learning from, um, how far, where, where you are in your career, if you're brand new, if you identify with the people like Jill and I who um, are instructing the thing, you know, if you're having a good uh, customer service experience, how many podcasts, you, who you're learning from. How many deals they've done. Yeah. Years. Okay, I hear where you're going. I mean, I agree with you on that. And I, I assume everybody does that. I just think that, you, so you think there's a healthy amount of people that, are just gravitating to something shiny. Yes. Oh, I get it. Yeah, because then that's probably how a lot of people come to Land Academy. 
Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't research this. It was the first guy that popped up. I saw he's done deals. He had a real good website. And then I found out he did um, 50 deals. And then I found out you guys have done, you know, 15,000 deals. <laughs> Let's see. Those are real numbers. Let's by the see. Way. I know. Now we're pushing 17,000. Do I want to learn from the guy that's done 50 deals? He's got a great website, though. I got to tell you. And he told me everything I wanted to hear. <laughs> or the people that have been in the decade, you know, this for decades, way before they had this land academy thing, they were buying and selling land. That was their business. And they've gone through some upturns and downturns. Hmm. Might be a better bet. So, okay, you're, you're trying to talk to the people that... You know, just make sure you're doing that work, I guess. This came up because I was, uh, you know, searching yeah. Discord for questions and, and for, the, for the podcast and topics just like this. Mm-hmm. And there's a woman who just joined. She's new. And, and she said she posted a post and said, uh, in episode number 1762, you mentioned a guy named Evan who yes, um, was kind of... That. You know, and then she went on to say, and then in episode number 1412, Jack said this and Jill said this, and I'm just trying to get clarification. That's somebody who's researching True. the heck out of what we do and yeah. how we do it. She's probably bought into the fact that it works. You know, these are these are people we can really, really, really help that are taking it seriously and, and they're showing up in a master's degree slash PhD way. Yeah, I agree. So the flip side of that coin is, and it's not, I'm not, this is not a rant by any stretch. You join something like Land Academy, not necessarily Land Academy, and you show up. I've seen this uh, all through education. You see this in college. They show up and they say, okay, I'm ready to be awesome. It's, it's on you and tell me what to do. And so they're just not putting the, the research and the, and the time and the thought and the energy into taking this super seriously and consequently making a ton of money. To take that a step further, Jill and I are in the middle of instructing Career Path, which is our kind of advanced class. And boy, everybody in Career Path is really well researched. They want to be there. And, um, you know, every single session in Career Path, we're reviewing their actual deals. It's a joy to be in a group like that. And geez, it's super. Uh, joy to instruct it. So before you check out, before you uh, decide to, to do this, whether it's Land Academy or anywhere else, just check it all out. Listen to some podcasts, read as much as you can, get the ebook, all of it. Talk to people. That's my yeah. favorite. Yep. Get involved in the community. And you can do that. Just read what's going on in Discord. You can read what's uh, conversations. Heck, you can join our Thursday call if you want to. Just send a note to my team and they'll get you in there. See if this is the right place for you. Talk about the deals, that kind of thing. You know what the big picture is here? You should be researching whatever you do. Why do you think you're going to open a convenience store? You know, I'm going to start or I'm going to start. You know, one of our employees wants to start a um, like a detailing company, an auto detailing company. He should do some work. Yeah. How are you going to accept payments? You know, what what's legally involved in this? You know, people are going to trust me with their car. What if I do I have the right car? What if, do I have the right insurance? What if I'm detailing yeah. their car and my ladder tips over on it and scratches their car? How's that going to go? You know, there's lots yeah. of things you need to do and research before you do anything. So this is no different. You know, it's funny you bring that up because... Mm-hmm. I was talking to our detailing guy, and he said, if you don't have ionized water, which I don't even know about, you, you know, you're making your life, because you don't have to dry the car if you use some type of uh, water ionizer, because it kind of just 
trickles off the car. And so he's like, yeah, I can do twice as many jobs because I'm saving half the, the amount of time. And, and laundry research, and towels. Research, yeah. Research really, really, really is important to everything. Yeah. You know, do I want to drive a Jeep or a Toyota 4Runner? Let's, let's take a look. Let's see what people say. Do they like their Jeeps? Do they like their 4Runners? And I think it's, I can't say enough about it. Well, the biggest thing is you should be, you should... If you really want to do anything well, you would be nuts not to research and find someone. Come on, you, back in the day, it was just a mentor. Back in the mm-hmm. day, you were in school, like when we were in college, say I wanted to be, you know, fill in the blank. Um, I wanted that job. Well, you know, I'll tell you too, like back in American Airlines years ago, this is going way back, I was in my 20s and they had a program, it was called the Walk a Mile Program. And you could, if there was a job that you thought you wanted, um, and it was attainable, like a level or two up from whatever you were. This is great. I've yeah. never heard of this. This is fantastic. It's called the walk a program. And you could sign up, and they would even let you, fly, like you could do one a year. And it was at American, so they could say the, say the job was in Dallas. So mine was... Um, it was it was revenue accounting or something. I thought it was so cool. The people that took care of the buckets on the seats and sold how many buckets in certain price ranges um, to fill up the plane and maximize profit, right? How many 14-day advance purchase tickets, seven-day advance purchase tickets, all that good stuff. So you got to do what's called a walk-a-mile. So I would got to sign up, and they accept you. It's not just willy-nilly, you know, and they're like, okay, you're good. You know, I'll bring you. And it does two things. You get to go spend the whole day shadowing somebody in that role to see if you like it. Do you connect with them? Does it make sense? And then, by the way, it's a way for them to get to know you. And then if there's like an opening coming, this like I would be kind of watching and being ready for it, then they'd already have an established relationship with me. Oh, we know Jill. She showed up. She cares. She did a walk a mile six months ago. Yeah. She asked all the right You're questions. In that database, yeah. We want to interview you. You know Jill. what? You're educated. You educated yourself. I did. Isn't that and, and brilliant? And you took it upon yourself mm-hmm. to be interested and in moving that show up get to know people look not, good. nothing bad comes from that totally so so that's like a mentoring thing and again they called it the walk a mile program you mean nuts if you don't do this in life you know and what was it so, called walk a mile <laughs> what's so funny I'm just teasing you oh. you said it like 62 oh, times <laughs> well it just came back to me it's kind of funny that I remembered that so anyway you should be walking a mile in a Land Academy member's shoes and maybe I'll call it that maybe we'll come out you know what I'm making a note here maybe we're going to come up with a walk a mile program and I'm not kidding where you might be okay here's your walk a mile thing you need to watch these five podcasts oh my god I love this you need to be on a Thursday member call you need to talk to three members yeah and you're going to reach out to I have these people ready by let me know Mm -hmm. when you're available talk to them wouldn't that be crazy this is the greatest idea I've ever heard because because then it's it's double sided. Yeah. Now you're you're the people that you're speaking with are accepting you. They're like, oh yeah, this is gonna work. This guy's a good guy. And yeah. you're you're talking to the people that are you know, you're asking yourself while you're talking to these members, you know, can I fit in their shoes? Can yeah. I walk in their shoes? I love Does it this. make sense to me? Yeah, it's twofold. And you then, know what you're getting into. It's free. Then our people know that they went through this voluntarily went through this thing and it's not a flipping decision it's not impulsive yeah and uh they want they want to get wealthy by yeah. selling land i love that yeah okay that's a new thing now you just Jeez. heard it here first that's land academy walk them out program the smartest that's thing i've ever good. heard <laughs> once a week maybe even more often than that 
I pull out my phone, like every single one of us, because I have some question about something. I don't care. It's like, what time does the restaurant open or, you know, what's going on in the Middle East? Mm -hmm. And I catch myself and I stop for a second and I think just for a moment, I can't believe how fortunate we are that we can get any of these questions asked, uh, answered. Any question I have, I can get answered in, in this thing in my pocket on Google. And so that's the big, that's research. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm not sure people younger, probably younger people can appreciate what it was like before you couldn't get your questions answered. They had to go through some walk a mile program or mm-hmm. go to the library or geez, God forbid, ask your parents who are first for sure not yeah. as smart as you are. What's I mean, it like I'm to not, be an accountant, I'm not being Dad? satirical. I don't know. They're, they are not yeah. as smart because you're younger and more energetic and look at things more objectively. And so uh, research it's imperative mm-hmm. and it makes you a better person no matter what you know did you ever talk to somebody and like yeah i went down that rabbit hole and i lost eight hours because i was dude, that's research that's mm-hmm. and i don't think going down a rabbit hole is a bad thing yep i think it says a lot about you as a person if you want to find out you want to be well informed before you make any decision i love this I'm excited. I'm making notes. I really am too. (laughs) Let's take a look at one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. Would you do the steel, Rusk County, I don't know where, Texas or Wisconsin? At least we got a 50-50 shot. I vote Texas. Okay, good. Adrian's going to try to get it cheaper. Okay. We're going to guess Texas right now. Uh, I think you did amazing because it's the right acreage. Good job. 3.36 acres. Accepted offer is $8,000. Thinks we can sell it for $25. And uh, on the county road, everyone's alive. There's a house next door, but overall very rural attributes. On the back of the property, there's a pond. However, the property is very narrow. Does that concern you? Would would someone buy to build a cabin? So every time I'm concerned about setback issues or anything like that, I would usually check to see if someone else is built on a property of this size, but we don't see one. This is really rural. So the more rural... uh, that the more rural, the less rules that the county or the whatever jurisdictional municipality governs it. So my guess is that, yeah, three, six, three acres is a lot. Oh, you can okay. see that whoever put the structure on the property to the right, they put it where they wanted to. They, were, they weren't thinking about setbacks here. Right. They're driving sometimes over this person's property to get there. Wait, wait, which is the target property? This one. Yeah, that pond is amazing. And, and this property here, um, they seem to have built it in the center. So there's a really good chance you're going to call the county and say, what are the setbacks? I'd like to buy the, you know, I'd like to, and they're, they're going to say, do whatever. It's one of the great things about Texas. They bought it in 07. Sorry. I, I just need to see the numbers on the math because I think it's awesome. Yeah, so do I. Like my, as of right now, I'm just chasing, I'm trying to find something wrong with it. Me too. Because I like it even at eight. Me too. This is the only thing that I'm worried about, Chase, is you're going to be holding on to it for a while. But it's on the road and there's stuff next to it on both sides. Um, so for your buy it for six, eight, sell it for 20. That's unrealistic. Hmm. So I would buy Dallas. this. I would try to get confirmation from a real estate agent, like we always say, but I probably would just buy it. If you want to be the first one. <laughs> Go for it, Jill. It's good. I don't even know what it is going to be yet, but... <laughs> If you're listening right now or watching this and you want to be the first person going, I'm going to do your walk a mile program, send a note. Send a note to support at landacademy.com and in the title put, Hey Jill, 
you know, I want to be in the walk a mile program and, right and I'll subject. come up with it. Yeah, yeah. Put it in the subject. So it'll get to me and then I'll come up with something. We'll get you like, I'll get you immersed in this stuff for a week and I'll come up with something that, that will really help you and, and answer all your questions. Cause not only, not only to know if this is right for you, just land investing in general, you know, and then also if we're right for you, if you, will you connect with us in our group? So that's going to be a lot of fun. We could add, we could be multifaceted. Like you have to go to one or two, uh, Thursday calls as a I'll guest. say you get a you get a weekly dis maybe get a maybe you're in Discord for a week. I can do that. Maybe it you're cost like on the Thursday bucks. call. You charge them twenty five bucks, just not because it's profitable for us at all. But it's just, just to not, make sure you're serious, it's not free. Well, I think you know we what get we'll a do? lot of people that are, are just they're just oh yeah I want to do it and they're not serious. True. Well, we used to do a thing back when I'd close membership, which we might be getting ready for that too soon. But I would have a wait list, and then you had to pay to get on the wait list. It was like a bucks but then when you when i opened up land academy again you got that off your membership so i'll do something like that maybe mm -hmm. you pay a deposit whatever and you oh, and then perfect. it's a credit that's great that's fair so i like that let's take another question posted by one of our members on the land academy discord online community again if you want to speak a uh, sneak peek of our discord channel please go to landacademy.com it's free this is oh. a lengthy um before you start into it Okay. A link by Sid, mm -hmm. one of our favorite members right now. Who is lengthy. Talking about the realtor mindset mm -hmm. and now how he's an investor mindset. So it's lengthy. Okay, got it. All right. Sid wrote, so I want to give some input to my changes from the realtor mindset versus the now land investor mindset. I've been in the realtor mindset as a realtor in Texas for the last 15 years, mostly doing land. In the realtor mindset, you're constantly looking for the next seller listing or a buyer looking to purchase. All types of social media, direct mail, cold calls, referrals, and open houses are used to find your next client. To be successful, you must be active and aggressively uh, using outbound marketing. I have a saying that goes, we eat our young every day. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because if I close a deal with you, the averages are you won't need me again for seven or eight years. Which is really tough. So let me paraphrase here. We eat our young every, every day. What he means is, this is ineffective. Mm -hmm. I've bet. got a customer and there's a possibility that I'm going to have this customer as a repeat customer in eight years. Right. It's not usually over and over and over again. That provided my daughter doesn't get her real estate license. Go mm -hmm. ahead. So now, now fast forward to today, COVID and higher interest rates will stretch out that timeline. It's worse. It's a grind and at least a 40 hour week if you don't have complete control of your time. It's been a struggle. But I am now 90% in the investor mindset. So I still do real estate as, a, as an agent, right? As a broker, but now he's an investor 90% of the time. As a land investor, it's a much slower pace. You get the education on how to do the business, use the Land Academy model to pick a county, price it correctly, and figure out how to use direct mail as your outbound marketing. And then I know there's other things that can be used if desired. Uh, then just wait for the seller to call you. After the the haters, you know, the mat are finished chewing, chewing your ass off. That's hilarious. Like the first wave of calls, 
um, the remaining ones want to or need to sell the property. That's right. And then it's our job only to negotiate a win-win for both parties. And best of all, you can control your time by outsourcing the parts you don't like. And the business can be done from anywhere in the world. That's right. Which is, as you know, we did it from an RV. So slow down, develop the land investor mindset, and build your business. I wish all of you great success in your journey. This That's just, sweet. That's I, nice. I, this is a, a total prelude into this top, the next topic. Yeah. Let's go right into it. I, I love that, that entry. That's really good. Today's second topic is called when to add or take away money from your offer price. Which is really getting to know your people. You know what I mean? So here's, let me start with this. The whole topic came up today as we were talking. I'm like, you know, I, you know how I am, Jack. I do. When you, when you yeah, have a I know how you are. broker, especially with brokers, here's the deal. You have a broker, they're marketing a property for you. It's not moving. They automatically assume it's not the posting. It's not the views. It's not that it's not reaching the right people. It's not the pictures or the lead photo or heaven forbid what they wrote or anything about it. It's got to be the offer price. So their automatic assumption is we got to lower the offer price. I'm like, hold on a moment. Or even talking to these people. What's what's going on here? Are we reaching the people? Are the photos right? Well, then on the flip side, so that's one thing that I that brought up this topic, you know. And the other thing is, as investors, right? Like I put a lot into not only what we're going to sell it at, but what we're going to buy it at. When I say I, I mean him and I, Jack and I as a team. A lot goes into these offer prices. So sometimes people are like, oh, I just need to add money. I want this property so bad I need to add money to it. Or or accept an offer that's higher than I really think it should be, but they signed it, I need to do this deal. Hold on a moment. Sometimes there are appropriate situ situations to add money and take away, but not always. And the whole underlying topic is, are you talking to these people? Are you really finding out everything you can about it and having those tough conversations? Look, here's the deal. Uh, and I love this topic. It was Jill's idea. I'm going to tell you a story. And this is the truth. This is, a, this is uh, the painful truth, as Jill just said. Right. When I first sent, uh, I sent my first mailer out, it was around 2002-ish. Some, some, something like that. Let me, let me preface it. Not when we started this business, but when you fast forwarded to sending out offers. When I, when I converted our business or added to my existing revenue stream back then, which was going to tax sales, That's buying right. properties and reselling them, that was kind of drying up. So I had, I looked around frantically to try to find another way to buy a cheap property. And right. I came up with getting a data set from the county. Brilliant. Uh, and putting a mailer together just like we do now with we didn't have real quest or, or data tree or any of this stuff any of these tools right and i and i sent the and i sent the letters out we didn't have google earth we didn't have google actually brilliant it's amazing uh, and so i sent it out with no real way to see what came back to see if it was a good property to buy or not so i went to Cocon the coconino county arizona assessor's office and asked them, I already called and knew that they had the assessor database for sale. Because from a statute standpoint, they have to make it public information. They did. I got the CD, excitedly drove uh, home a couple hours, I put it in the, in the computer and spent the next two weeks 
deconstructing it and putting it back together so I could get it in a format where I could send everybody an offer that I thought was appropriate. So I did, and I sent probably two or 3,000 letters out. I don't remember the exact letters. There was no way to price it. There was no way to know where it was physically. I had no idea. All I could see was the acreage, the size, and the fact that it was vacant, that the, it was called NEC back time, which is not yet classified or something. Mm-hmm. And I sent a $500 even offer out, and I got probably 150 signed offers back. And of course, I'm jumping around and dancing around, and uh, I, I immediately got somebody to call them back and put. I, you know, I went to, immediately got somebody who I knew at personally to call them back and set up escrow when there it, it ended up being a real deal. We didn't look at the property. We didn't do anything that we do right now, and I and I made a bunch of money. So I bought a lot of property and resold it on eBay. So stuff I was buying for $500, spent two or $300 on escrow because I negotiated a great deal with First American because I was sending them hundreds of offers a week, hundreds of deals. And it went on beautifully. Those days are gone. We have a substantial number of people that probably should have gone through the Walk in my shoes program. What's it called? Walk a mile. Walk a mile program mm-hmm. because they are jacks. They're not Jills. They are not personalizing. That's good. The sellers. And I didn't have to. And the person that was calling them back didn't have to because they never received anything like that ever. They have been told by real estate agents because the properties are so cheap. They've been told by real estate agents, we can't sell this property. You think I'm gonna sell this property for $1,000 and make 6% on that? No, that's it. And, and so they were in a back tax default, default situation. And, uh, and the pro- our business is so different now. If you did that now, no one would, res- there's just, all that property's gone. And it, you know what? It wasn't very valuable anyway. All it was was, was uh, capitalizing on my part, capitalizing on the fact that you could buy an acre and a half in Coconino County, which is beautiful in Arizona, by the way. I would love to have 90% of that property back, buying it for 500 and selling it for 1500. We made a great living doing that. Mm-hmm. So those days are over. The days now of buying a property go like this. You send out an offer, you, do, you price it correctly, you're really smart and slow about it, like Sid said. And you have somebody answering a phone, like Jill, who's a lifelong corporate career salesperson and takes it in her soul to personalize and develop a relationship with the seller. Mm-hmm. That's good. Pricing is part of it. Big part. Is it, a, it, is it gonna make or break the deal? No. You know what makes or breaks the deal? The minute Jill picks up the phone and that moment she connects with that seller, it, it might take 10 minutes for her to turn around an angry seller and create a deal, create a real estate deal. It might take an eighth of a second because they're ready to sell anyway. But whatever it is, whatever it takes, she does it. So my point, long, long-winded point here is Sending the mail out, pricing it correctly or incorrectly, and doing the mechanics of what I do on the jack side is so much less important now than it used to be. That's really, really good news for you if you're a Jill. 
or if you can be agile, because I can be agile. I've had her job. Mm-hmm. I can do it. It's just not my favorite. I don't want to get up in the morning. It doesn't get me going. You know, it's funny about this. I love this topic. This topic has brought up all these different things. You're, you took it to a personal, this is this, how funny is this? I'm kind of Jack right now and he's kind of Jill right now. Cause my, my thing is I'm talking about the money and the property and it's a line item. So just let me preference this. She's okay. right. This, in this case, you are not going to get a cheaper offer on the buy side unless you personalize yourself with the seller. And be, yeah. On the sell side, the real estate agent's always gonna plug you and say, well, it didn't sell because it's too expensive. Right. You either personalize yourself, Jill's gonna either personalize herself with that real estate agent or get another one. Right. Well, my my whole my whole point is, it, well, it's, it's, it's all intertwined. I guess that's the whole thing. I look, you very correctly a long time ago had me sit down and say, see all these properties? Don't look at them. Don't look at them like, oh, how pretty that is and the trees and where it is and all that stuff. There's a line on them on a spreadsheet. Yeah. And you need to be mechanical and smart about making these business decisions. And I never forgot that. So I look at these properties and I'm really picky about dollar. But what's funny, like I am picky. If I, I'm, I might add money, I might take away money. That was the whole thing today. And you know why? Because I'm making sure that the bottom line works. I make sure I am buying it for the right price. I feel great about it. And then when I sell it, I sell it for a great price too. And they feel great about it. So that's what goes on in my head. But when I'm talking to these sweet people on the phone, they don't know that Jill. They don't know the Jill in here that's like, I'm, this is a smart business decision. They know the Jill that's having a relationship with them and talking to them like and saying in a very nice way, this is all I can, this is all I'm gonna offer the, for this property. I know I sent it for this, but after I looked at it, I found this, this, and this. And so unfortunately my price is now fill in the blank kind of thing. And I have a relationship with them so I can, so I can do that. And we can, and we can move forward together. It's tough. It is tough, but that's why you're here. I can't express how important this this is. You can't be the greatest pricing expert on the planet and then expect that to uh, exempt you from personalizing your seller or your real estate agent or taking the personal personalization out of this business. Mm -hmm. We are in a people business. That's it. True. I support the people element of this business. And what ends up happening is is, uh, because we talk about data so much, which is super important. What ends up happening is the message that I think I inadvertently send largely because the people in Land Academy are very technical. For whatever reason, Jill and I, uh, we attract smart accountants and engineers and STEM driven people who've chosen careers that way because we are so data driven and technical about this. Right. But the fact is, I am supporting that moment when Joe's on the phone. Right. That's all I'm doing. I'm creating that moment because we sent out a, a rational letter, uh, a rational offer with the, that's reasonably priced, reasonably. It's not so low priced that they're gonna uh, laugh at it and throw it away. And it's not overpriced or retail priced where Jill gets you know barraged with signed agreements and uh, it's, it's rationally priced. So we're supporting her in that moment on the phone. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happens when we, we go to sell it. Did, did uh, I price it on the sell side? 
but I'm still supporting Jill and her staff about and uh, indirectly the real estate agent that they choose to hire to, to represent us through data. That's it. I'm hiding behind my computer here where it's safe and warm and hopefully cold and dark. <laughs> Does your computer hug you back? No. <laughs> I don't want it to though. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. You can't have... Where's Jack in a, in a dark room cracking a beer with his laptop? Boy, that's true. You can't have uh, one without the other. Right. But you used to be able to. That's it's just true. a different situation. We're in all this data that we have now is available. It was not available back then. You had to really, really work for it. You had to drive there and get a CD. That's true. And write a check for $50. I remember that. A check check which is unheard of now. Exactly. <laughs> Let's take a look at another one of our favorite land acquisitions from our uh, weekly Thursday member webinar. Pepper County, Virginia, hello. Uh, accepted offer price is $20,000. Retail comps seem to be around 60 to 70,000. It's three acres. Wooded within an hour of DC, kind of narrow and pizza shaped, sure. Uh, adjacent to homes and farms. Uh, access no problem. I like it all. I'm good with it. All of it. It's kind of neat that I can walk all the way back there and it's mine. Boy, that Google really? card didn't go anywhere around there. What's that about? Or it's uh, not Starlight. No, just huh. forgot about this area. Yeah, apparently that's okay. Again, this is easy to value next door. This is 20 acres next door with the structure. What are we buying this for? 20,000. 500,000 for 20 acres and a bunch of structures. This is a vacant land, three acres for 20. 20. I'm not sure. So that lends itself to be a little, but that's okay. 32 properties sold for more than two acres for sale, 18. That's two acres, really good. Well, two acres sold for 20. Three acres for 50. You look at, please go back, because look at that's 150 days on market. Please give me, I'm looking at the real numbers here that just sold in the last few months. So 22, 36, 45. 50. And, but let's you know these are different markets yeah we have to dig in we need to get down into yeah. that area so this passes my you know this is a great so here's here's called property properties right around 20 acres for sixty-five thousand. yikes darn seven acres for 60 so at just going this far and stopping through phase one due, due diligence or whether you know it seems expensive and get somebody to tell you it's worth 60 70 which is pos totally possible but i think it's too, uh, it seems expensive it seems like a buy for 10, 15, sell for 30. Thank you. I just was letting you catch up with me. <laughs> no, I know. I can, no, I can read Jill's mind. <laughs> I'm like, wait for it. Wait for it. He'll come to the conclusion. <laughs> I know the game. Yeah. Jill, you have something interesting, uh, inspirational, sorry, to share. I'm sure no, it's interesting. I'm thinking about this walk program now. And you know what? If you are serious about this, you'll be serious about doing that. That's what I think. Uh-huh. It weeds people out naturally. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, then I know you're not just in it for something shiny. Because let me go back and if I haven't hit this home in a while, I'm going to hit it home. We at Land Academy <laughs> do not want people who are here for something shiny, for a fast buck, for a side hustle. Cool, because it's for, not going to work. Or it's something cool I want to talk about or whatever. I don't know. We don't, no offense, this is not the place. But if you're really here because you sold a company, retired from this, um, I'm just done with fill in the blank. I worked my way up the corporate ladder and I can't take it anymore kind of thing. We have, you are welcome in our world, you know, and you're, and you're the right person that you want to do some 
some recon and you really want to dig in a little bit before you make a very uh it's i i it's i'm gonna say this is not a huge financial commitment because it's not like you're going back to school to get a phd this is not a hundred thousand dollar price tag thing um so but it's still gonna take a lot of your time and a lot of your energy and you want to make an informed decision so um if that's you then you're in the right place you like that i love it how about you what have you got informational to share with us today here's how you get rich it's gonna take at least two years you are gonna kick everything to the curb that probably everyone told you matters. Like all the time consuming things like a social relationship and raising children and all that. Can you do all that? Sure. You can do it after six o'clock at night or before four o'clock in the morning. If you are in a lucky position where you don't have that stuff, then you have a lot of time. And so you need to kick it to the curb and spend a ton of time researching and testing and retesting and finding out who you are and and then implementing some type of plan. Is it buying and selling land for you? I don't know, probably not, but it's something. You know, it might be starting a detail business and there's a great and easy way to say, you know, the wheels get turning when I think about that right now. If I wanna start a car detailing business, all right. I'm gonna get a pad of paper out. I'm gonna say, what do I need? I need this equipment, I need this attitude, uh, and I need probably need a couple of guys that are really good at doing this. Maybe they have their own equipment. But what I'm gonna really need is getting the word out. I'm gonna need some type of, um, I need to capture the people in a, one or two or three zip codes where I am that have already expressed an interest online in getting their car detailed. Or maybe I'll do a bunch of research and find out if they own a large black SUV, they're much more prone to order detailing service than if they own a 10-year-old Hyundai. And on and on. And I'll tell you what, after two weeks of going of, of probably one or two pads of paper, or however you go through these processes, you're going to be you're going to have a plan and you're going to be ready to implement. It's good. So if that's not how you do stuff, then I wish you luck. Because this is not not only is Land Academy not for you, probably owning a business is not for you. Yeah. And I'll close on a positive note. If it is, and Land Academy is packed full of people where it is, just go on one Thursday call that we hold as a guest. Yeah. People that are packed of entrepreneurs that have just what Jill said. Smart people. Businesses that they've closed or sold or uh, not closed, but sold or real estate deals that they've done. And, and they, they're here to enhance who they are. They're not here to expect to be created and find out who they are. They That's already cool. know. We're, we're not going to help you to find out who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Call your mom for that. <laughs> we are going to show you how to send some mail out, make a couple million bucks a month if you want. That's awful. <laughs> Come on, whatever, wait, wait, before we go, before we wrap this up, what would your dad say about you? I'm like, well, you I'm thinking what, what my mom would say about me. Jill's mom is, st- is still alive and my dad, are, he's still alive and yeah. we laugh constantly about how similar they are. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know each other. I think, they don't even know if they've ever they've met each other. They've never met. <laughs> No. How similar they are. And, and that's why Jill and I have very similar uh, screwed up personality traits. 
We can relate. <laughs> my dad would say something like, well, if I had the answer to that, yeah. he wouldn't answer. He doesn't know. My dad doesn't, my dad doesn't understand. And it's fine. You my should. mom would just still pat me on the head. <laughs> That's great, honey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Send me on my way. <laughs> my dad would do the man version of that. There you know, we go. I, I don't understand. Didn't understand you then and don't understand nope. you now. Exactly. <laughs> That's very true. So don't forget, you can reach us for help and for questions simply by sending a note to my team. Support at landacademy.com. Join us next Wednesday for another interesting episode. Buy land cheap and sell it for more. Usually a lot more. We, we are Jack, Jack and Joe. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.